You are listening to Arusa, a new bride. A three-part intimate exploration of love and polygamous marriage in South Sudan. I'm your host, J.D. Ramalab. Episode 3 Happily Ever After It's Sunday afternoon in Sari, Michael and Adele's new home in the Atlabara suburb northeast of Juba. The family is about to have a lunch meal of mutton stew and rice, which Sari and Adele cooked together. It's been a year and a couple of months since the three of them became a family. And all of them have struggled to adjust to being in a polygamous marriage. The new bride, Adele, has had moments of regret. Sometimes, or some days, I feel sad. Oh, I feel like, why I do this? Everything is, is okay, but just some days I, I, I feel sad about sharing. See, I feel like why, why I share when I feel sad, like now maybe he will, he will go to, Michael will go to Man Malone, then he come back and be with me and he left. I say, why, why I do this is some days and I don't feel like, really like, why I do this? Let me just go somewhere. See, some days I feel like, oh, it's not good. Like, yeah, even some, some days there's a day I talk shit to Michael. He say that I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave. See, like, I don't have anything. What I'm here now, I don't have any bless. I don't have anything. Yeah, and I'm and I can see you some days. How can I be cool? See, like it's how I feel. She was expecting to spend more time with Michael as his newest wife, especially since they were working on having a baby. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I want more time with him. I'm, I'm saying that. Let me, they want to have more time better than Manmalo. Like I, I told him last time we were arguing. I, I say that. You know him, man. You'll be with him 32 years old. Like me now, I'm, I'm sad. Even sometimes I talk to Michael, I say, no. You, <laughs> I, I want to have more days better than Manmalo. Now man, he will go and do three days there and three days there. I say, no, I need four days. <laughs> I say, no, I need four days. <laughs> but Siri was not willing to relinquish any more of her time with Michael. I reminded her from the beginning, like, I don't have a problem sharing this thing between us, this peace between us. But can we be at peace in the same home with his time? Yeah. Because in her mind, like, oh, you know, like, I'm only having sex to get pregnant. In my mind, I'm like, I'm having sex for enjoyment, right? 
because like, oh, we don't have sex for enjoyment for some women. But it's like, I want my time. And she's like, but I need time so I can get pregnant. I'm like, mm, your week is your week. My week is my week. And that's it. I'm not giving you any of my days. So I think in her mind, she was feeling culturally is like, you have children, you have grandchildren, you should be done having sex. And I'm like, <laughs> you tripping. This is what you really enjoy. Shoot. You, you don't have kids bothering you. Really? No. So, yeah. Sari's emotions were also starting to catch up with her. She was grieving the death of her marriage as she knew it. In her diary, she reflected on feelings of rejection. She wrote, I feel like a child whose mother had a new baby. I feel like an old dog when a new puppy comes around. I feel drained. I feel he spends more time with her. She also felt envious of how easily Michael communicates with Adele in their mother tongue. This issue was triggering for Sari as she had tried but failed to convince Michael to teach her and their American children his mother tongue. And worst of all, she felt like Michael rejected her for expressing all of her feelings about their new relationship. By the time Adele's sister joined the newlyweds, their living situation had become unbearable for her. So I moved out in July of 2021 and uh, I didn't give him a key right away because I was frustrated. One of the, the frustration was, was that he realized when I explained to him, I don't want us all to live this way. You should get her her own space. You guys are trying to get pregnant. She's not going to get pregnant under this roof with me. I take up a lot of space everything in the house is mine. Like, it's not like to know a woman, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's not a comfortable space. It's not her space. So I was saying like, they just need their own space. I don't want to wake up to a seven-year-old in the morning. I'm done with that. You know, I don't want to clean up after people. I, I like that Western way of like, my kids are gone. I'm by myself. So when I moved out, I didn't give him a key. I was angry because I found a place and the first thing he says, oh, I'm happy for you. I'm like, why are you happy? <laughs> because you have your own space. I was like, you could have provided this a long time ago. We could have like devised a plan. And so I was still angry for a while, for quite a while, you know, like July, maybe through December, just drunk calls some nights because I was just like, just frustrated. Eventually, Michael created a time-sharing schedule for the women. He now spends Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with Sari in her new apartment in Kololo, and Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday with Adele. 
The arrangement seemed to make both women happy, and soon after, Adele conceived a rainbow baby. This was her second pregnancy with Michael. She miscarried the first. Friday, October 21st, 2022. I can't forget that date. Um, Six months ago today. Um, We'd gotten up as normal. I was putting some breakfast stuff together. And he got a phone call. Um, And I'm still like putting coffee or scrambling eggs. I can't remember what I was doing in terms of getting breakfast together. And I was just like, what's wrong? He's like, um... Adela's, the baby is coming. And then I, my hands were shaking. I felt a knot in my stomach, you know, a knot in my throat. And I'm like, I'm not going to cry about this. This is what this was all for, blah, blah, blah. The arrival of Aquel seemed to diffuse the tension that was building up in their relationship. Adele was the most relieved. Last time I was struggling too much. Michael too is struggling too much because Michael say that he he's married me because he want more babies. And then we come, we sit for two years with nothing. We don't have babies. And then he's struggling. Manmalo Sri is, is struggling too. He say that Last time you say that you want more babies. Adele now is here for having babies. Now she she got nothing. You need to fix this. See that, or you gonna send Adele back to their home, send it back to his father because he got nothing now. He don't have babies. See, we are just struggling about that. And now we are there. We we I have I have a quail now. Yeah, everybody will say now, oh, Mama Quill. Yeah, that's it. Last time I just have a tap and I didn't have nothing. Yeah. So that has made it uh, made it easier for Michael and even Mama Long to say, okay, the reason that you were part of this marriage has come, yeah? The baby's here. Yeah, yeah, correct. That one now, he will showing that um. I'm, I'm married to Michael because Michael wants more babies. And then he, he will show him that, oh, here is the babies. And then I will feel feel proud. Michael, too, he feel like, oh, what I'm thinking is here. What I say that I want more babies. Now I'm started. Suri, too, is going to say, oh, this is the baby Michael wants. He just put us together now, mm-hmm. like we are family. Nobody feeling some kind of way. Nobody feels sad about, oh, we have nothing. Michael fulfilled his obligation to his relatives and the legacy of his deceased brother. So now that you have, you know, taken a second wife, you you have a baby who's going to lift your brother's name up, as you once said, um, do you think he's happy now? He's happy. And also the, also what... He brought also got this little girl I named after my grandma, my father, mother. So you see, it's a family circle uh, remind uh, kids 
other people before for you. You know, you need to be thankful. You know, need to remember. Yeah. So, so Quill is my grandma. So, how has the arrival of a Quill changed um, the relationship between you and your wives, and the relationship between the two of them from where you're sitting, how you observe how they're relating now compared to before? Um, for the better, they they they're getting along better. Understand each other. It's just me. Um, have I mean the thing about it, women, they like talking. You know, so sometimes I get challenged. I get some stuff brought back. You know, but I stay neutral. You know, because you, I have to. Uh, you take it all, take it in, because this thing is not easy to get a wife from the West and then into tradition, you know. So it's a challenge. But I'm really proud of my wife. You know, she's coming all the way, you know. Yeah. Sari had tangible evidence for the sacrifice she made for her husband to have another child. But now that our baby is like six months old (laughs) and I've been able to hold her and put her to sleep and visit her on Christmas and New Year's and, you know, she's gotten to a place where now a doll can come and bring a quell, that's the baby's name, a quell, bring a quell and a tap here. Like, like, yeah, it feels more like family. It's like, say, like a younger sister coming and spending a day with me. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. She's also enjoying the single life, spending time by herself and meeting new people. It's been uh, interesting in that I really get to know myself, spending this much time with myself. I've never spent this much time with Sari, never. And so I'm learning about the things I like and dislike about her. <laughs> third person here um I've met people or people have met me I haven't gone out looking you know I've met people who were like oh blah 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 you're so beautiful and da 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 and what are you doing and I always tell them like why are you here in Juba I was like I'm here with my husband oh oh I was like oh no it's okay we can keep talking you know like I don't not talk to men because I'm married I just it's never been in me I've always talked to them you know in all of that, though, I realize like I that I don't want anybody else but him either. You know, like I've met nice people, but it's like I I just want my husband. At the end of the day, that's who I really want. You know, that's who I that's who I want to be under. That's who I want to breathe air with, smell farts. I I don't care. I just I just <laughs> really like I just want to. That's the I just want to be there with him, and that's hard to explain. At the back of her mind. Sari was worried about the impact their decision to bring a second wife would have on their children. So on Mother's Day, her three grown-up children assured her that though they didn't understand their choices, they were happy as long as she's happy. Mother. Oh, mother. Um, I'm in the parents' club now, so I know that 
this feeling of responsibility for children and their well-being and their turnout and everything like that and the hopelessness that comes with it the helplessness no matter what you do for these niggas they're gonna be who they are (laughs) and as long as you never give up on them you've done a great great job and yes whether you've done a great job for all of us Oh man, I can I can't even imagine what what the hell I'll put y'all niggas through. It's crazy. <laughs> As for my father, initially, yes, we all were hurt, and um, you know it was just salty, and I just felt like you know what I mean. That just wasn't wasn't fatherly, it wasn't manly the way that things were handled. And, um, yeah, I would just like would have expected a little bit of accountability for the changing of essentially all of our lives, because whether we like it or not, we're all affected by it because you're affected by it and he's affected by it. It was kind of gay as fuck to begin with. And then, you know what I mean? Like, you know, who helps me understand him more than you do is my grandma. Like whenever I talk to her, like about him and things and everything she just like helps me see the big picture of like who he is and how he came to be who he was you know what i mean and who he is so i understand him and yes everybody would love for the picture of fatherhood from coming from him to look something different but reality is is it's not um i have a feeling one day like things will get better and i don't know i'm at peace with it Plus, like, kind of when I eased off is when you, whether you were fronting or whether if you're being truthful about being okay and, like, dealing with it and coming to grips with it and being all right and bringing the idea forth and all that. Once you reassured that, I was just like, all right, fuck it. I got my two little niggas that I got to take care of and a whole fucking relationship that I got to fucking work on myself. So, like, you know what I mean? So, it is what it is. It is what it is until it ain't. Honestly, Mom, like, you raised some really great kids who definitely had periods, maybe longer periods than others, of being a little salty, you know, a little frustrated of you being the communicator and the one keeping things in the loop. But at the end of the day, like, I think at a certain point, we all understand our dad to be who he is. And... There's no faulting for that, really. Like, the saltiness is, it's futile. Like, man's going to be who he is, and then we're all going to have different relationships and build on those from there, however we do on our own. And I would probably say mine is maybe the least developed. But, like, at a certain point, I could do more, for sure. We all could do more. And... Right now, I don't have the capacity to, and I don't really feel bad about it. Um, I am at peace, and all good. I hope y'all all have a wonderful day. I love you, and I miss y'all so fucking much. It's ridiculous. So, two things you're going to have to let go of, or at least come to terms with, and understand while we're all alive, is that you raise three beautiful, smart children, you know what I'm saying? And that you have a wholesome family. No, we are not together right now. 
we feel broken at times because we're not all in each other's face like how we used to be. We grew up together in the same household and now it's not that. So in your mind, as the mother, as as the, I can say, <laughs> the big boss, you know what I'm saying? You're like, damn, I don't want everything to fall apart. And mom, honestly, I can tell you with love in my heart and trust in me, you did good. You're going to stress yourself out worrying about the inevitable. If it was as big enough as a problem on our end, we would have been said something. And we actually all have said something to our father at one point in time. So chill out. Despite being brought in to give Michael more children, Adele says she's not ready to have another baby anytime soon. Not yet. I'm not ready like now, now. I feel like, let me just do something fast. Let me do something. Let me know what, I, what am I doing, right? Let me know what am I doing. Am I, Len, am I going to start a new business? Or am I going to go back to school to know how to read more, how to write more. Yeah, that's how I feel now. Why do you feel that way? Because I want to do something for myself or I want to fix something by myself because Michael is not a, a, a young one now. He's old. See, she's old. She said that he needs more babies, but it's okay, it's fine. We don't know when she's going to live. See, we don't know. Because when she's just gone, I'm here by myself. Then when she's just gone, then I will take care of myself. Even when kids are grown up, then I will take care of myself. When I start doing business, I will be a businesswoman. When I when I go back to school, I will I will know how to write, how to read more. Then I will take care of myself. See, that I say we don't know when or when he just gone. Then the the kid I see, young, they are not grown up. Then I will take care of them. That's how I feel like. Let me just start to do something or start business or go back to school. And despite this, Michael says she will not take another wife. Two is enough for him. He hopes that his experience can open up a national conversation about the future of love and polygamous marriage in South Sudan. He believes that marriages should be for love. People is a is a myth. Some people seem like it's, it's a it's a status. It put you on top of other men. Oh, I'm, I have I have things. 
you know, but which is a lie, you know. It's not always the case, you know. Um, that's how they feel. They feel like they're strong. They feel like um, I'm somebody. I have a lot of family. Uh, but when you ask the question, are you taking care of them? That when everything fall, you know, but they feel proud. Oh, do, do, do this. But it shouldn't be like that. It should be love. Yeah, I hope. I hope that we look into it and start having a conversation around this topic, you know. Uh, you're not going to get rid of all the culture, but we need to create the balance, uh, a balanced approach, you know, to to real-life skill, you know. Not I feel good today, tomorrow I don't feel good. No, then... Uh, so, so men, they need to start talking more, and the women, they need to start talking more than acting like they're hurt about this culture. They need to have a faith also of their men to break through. They're not going to do it alone, you know. But we have a few who are really understanding to have stage of discussion, you know, around the country, power young people to talk about this topic. I think that was going to create a healthy balance, you know. So you can say that now you've reached like a, a perfect equilibrium and it's, 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 it's working, I guess, polygamy in the modern day 21st century. Um. Is working uh, uh, to perfection, but you have to do. You dealing with human being, so you have to take take a hit here and there. But you know, but I don't take it lightly. I'm the one brought it to to my family, so I have to be strong. You know, I'm the one. I was the first wife. I need to get married. Second wife. Second wife. I'm asking her to. Respect the older one. Yeah, so it's me starting everything. So I have to have a big heart to accept everything and try to sort it out, you know. As for Sari, she knows she'll always have Michael's heart. I don't know. Listening to you, I feel like you kind of overexerted yourself, almost, you know, went far and beyond what would be expected of, of, of you to do in order to make these two people feel comfortable in this new relationship. How have they accommodated you and your feelings? They've not, and they have. I'm going to start with they've not, because if they had... When I first asked for separate space, they both would have been like, for sure, let's do it. You're absolutely right, you know? Um, they've not in that they've both just kind of melted into the cultural accepting of like, this is what a first wife does. She accommodates, she gives, she supports all of that stuff, right? 
they have in that she completely understands what it is to yield to the first wife, to Tingdit, Mara Kabir. Sari, I'm worried about you. Please, if, if he needs to stay there for a month or two or three, please, I, I'm just worried about you. I just want you to be okay. And it had it came from a very genuine place where she fi- she really, really realized once I moved out, she really, truly realized that like I was the glue that held the relationship together, that that this was really difficult for me. Like, yeah, I can accept you, but I don't want to live with this extended, expanded family. Like we got her daughter and then her sister. So we went from two people, me and Michael, to five people in four months. And that was overwhelming. Um, He's accommodated in that he, in the beginning, you know, he really went out of his way to apologize, ask for forgiveness, you know, let try his best to let me know it's it's not what you think it is, baby. It's not, I'm not in love with her. And that didn't make me feel any better. Like it still doesn't make me feel better. It, it, it pains me to know that she's still looking for love, even though she has a home and a piece of land and a child and food, and she can come here and spend time, but that she still doesn't have love. That pains me. So yeah, they've, 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 not accommodated and they have accommodated. If I could get the accommodation that I wanted from the beginning, getting her her own space from the beginning, putting her in a small space where we would have stayed in the big home together, just he and I, and then we do it that way. But it didn't happen that way. I moved out because I was just unwilling to continue to compromise and give. And I know that that's who I am by nature. Nobody forced me to to give as much as I've given and nobody asked or required of me to put myself aside and be selfless. Nobody asked me for that. But I knew that if we stayed in the way that we would be, that I would just completely lose myself and be bitter about it. And that's not what I wanted to be. Arusa, A New Bride was brought to you by Sound Africa. Soundtrack and theme song is Arusu by Hardlife Avenue Stars. Mixing and sound design by Neil Liddell. Text and story editing by Brittany Kesselman. Fact-checking by Mustafa Dumbuya. Photography by David Lemuria. Podcast artwork and design by Peace Oguguyan. Translations by Alith Ayer. Marketing and publicity by Didi Kumalo. And a very special thank you to Adele Ring, Sari and Michael Achilmading for making this podcast possible. I'm Jedi Ramalapa. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and stay safe and sound. (laughs) 
Sound Africa is an independent podcasting organization with a mission to bring a historical lens to modern questions. Follow us on X, Facebook and Instagram with the handle at sound underscore Africa or visit our website soundafrica.org and subscribe to our newsletter for updates on our latest podcasts.